0: This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now, here's your host, Mike Parkin.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DTV Digest. I'm your host, Mike Parkin, and joining me tonight are Richard Halls. Hello, everybody. And Stephen Lockridge. Hello. We've got six new films to review this evening. We're going to kick off with the Adrian Brody starring Clean. Then we have two films which have cameos, shall we say, from Bruce Willis. The first is Corrective Measures. Then we're going to have The Fortress 2, Sniper's Eye. We're going to follow this up with the sci-fi film Rubicon. And then the weird horror movie, The Pond, before ending with the princess, Um, Our short shot this week is Baby Fever, and our DTV throwback is Marked Man, starring Rowdy Roddy Piper. So, without further ado, let's crack on! Our first review, then, is Clean. A garbage man, simply known as Clean, tries to do what he can to help out the decrepit neighbourhood he lives in, and tries to find redemption for a violent and tragic past. Uh, okay, as I mentioned earlier, this um, stars uh, Adrian Brody. It seems to be one of those sort of passion projects, I guess. He, he you know, he's, he's he's got a lot of fingers involved in this one, including doing the score, which is which is very interesting. Um, Steve, what did you make of Clean?
2: Uh, I really enjoyed this, actually. Um, I just think. Yeah, like I say, when you say passion projects, I think, yeah, it, it shows in the performance. I thought Agent Brody is absolutely phenomenal in this. He just encompassed the character really, really well. And he's it, phenomenal. He really is. Um, the action's great. The story's a little bit weak at the beginning, I'd say. It takes just a little bit too long to get going, really. A, you know it's quite repetitive he, you know keeps going around doing his motions and it, it does slightly build the character but I just think once it lets loose for like the last half hour mm. uh, is where it really picks up <clears throat> and I think you don't really spend enough time with the villains as such as well you know you only get two or three scenes maybe before the um did. the the new at <laughs> the ending
1: yeah yeah, yeah. The,
2: you know the the paper is lit or whatever you know the fuse is lit should yeah. I say yeah, yeah. Um, I thought maybe you know give them a little bit more than just following clean round and stuff like that but yeah the beats are the beats are there especially when you find out what happened in his past and who he was mm. and stuff like that I thought that was done really well. Uh, all in all, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Rich, over to you. We've had to wait—I um, don't know—a good year for this one to come out over here. Again, this is one of those films where England sort of falls foul of uh, distribution. Uh, so it's a film that you know we were aware of way before um, we had a chance to watch it. How was yeah. it for you?
0: Yeah, I liked it. Apparently, it was. Uh, I mean, I'm looking it up, and it says 2021 was like when it was released in you know uh, in America, but. Uh, if I recall correctly, uh, on the end, right at the end credit, I think it said 2019. Mm-hmm. So I think it might have a quite long history, um, unless I misunderstood something there, that, that, that it took a while to actually get released in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not sure I understand why, because it is very, yes, it's has got its sort of serious leanings, uh, as you would expect from a guy like Adrian Brody, who starred in films like The Pianist and, and that, but can also... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, also moves into you know genre fare like uh, the Predators, for example. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the this is a very you know commercial film. Uh, it's the it's the kind of thing you 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 keep seeing. You know, like um, Sean Penn does the gunman, for example, and stuff. Mm. You get these serious actors mm. who then sort dipping of do their these kind of act-
1: in, yeah, dipping their toes in the genre affair, basically. Yeah, and in,
0: in the sort of keeping the more mainstream stuff. But this is, and also I would I would nip into. Uh, other films like uh proud mary for example so also sort of exploring some similar themes these are this this is a very conventional a guy with you know it sort of stems from the western you know the sort of the guy with a past he's trying to outrun his past and you know uh or get some redemption and stuff and uh and then you know the, uh he's going to have to He's the gunman who's gonna to have to pick up his guns you know oh, yeah. or, or you know put on his gloves or, or whatever it is what one, one more time we've seen it a lot and i think you know there's similarities between this and to, you know tonally and stuff a bit different but like so something even something like nobody does the same thing <laughs> in a completely different way in that movie you know he's got family and stuff and whatever and in this one he's just like a complete loner yeah. uh it's a very dark gritty grimy film uh it, trying to watch it on the screen or on on my tv it was you know some of it's actually really hard to see i don't i think that's probably more due to how the, the you know the method of watching it rather than the, the film itself i think you have to um make you know make sure your settings and stuff are all going to be acceptable for this one because you you want to see what's going on and it it, I mean I've got to give credit where credit's due the the action is brutal (laughs) it's like really intense leader I'm very well very well done I thought Um, uh, another film another film coming to mind is like the John Travolta film uh, where he's the uh, the gangster I Am Wrath. I Am Wrath. You know, all stuff like mm. that. This this fits in with a hummingbird that um, Jason Statham did, also <laughs> called Redemption. The This fits into those. Yes, the whole, you mentioned like his, you know, this being some sort of a passion project. And, and I got the same impression, as, especially seeing that he'd done the score as you did. The Because I was like, has he ever done a score before? And exactly. uh, not really. He'd done a, he'd worked on a documentary about a house that he bought or a castle rather and i think he did some music for that but i think this is the first full score that he's done and got sole credit on i liked it i thought the score was really good i thought it fitted really nicely um the the film's got a quite uh sort of a bleak tone but the, the music and stuff is is a really key part of it and works really well um there's one bit towards the end where you get like a uh a macgyver meets uh marked for death sort of uh mm-hmm. m- or a team yeah. i was thinking of the a team initially like <laughs> you know a, a montage with a like a big orchestral da-na, sort of getting ready and then immediately the tone changes and it goes back to being the sort of grimy uh mm-hmm. thing again but i, I did co- sort, of, sort of like that sort of lean into the to the to, so, sort of fun sort of lively action conventions for for, for just a moment but yeah. uh yeah i presume uh I presume you you liked this a lot as well. Mike.
1: Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Um yeah, the the bit you you mentioned there what what I actually thought of you know given the tone was um the exterminator and exterminator. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, Robert his, the Robert Ginty ones. Um the, this actually reminded me of the Veteran as well, you know, the, the Toby Kebbell yeah. one. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's I say there's
0: so um, many films that have done this, yeah. But but yeah, that's but, another really good one. But but the, the, yeah, this is brutal, you
1: know. And and the funny thing mm-hmm. is Early on, um, you think it's not going to go down that route at all. You think Mm -hmm. it's going to be really bleak and stuff. Because it's like, you know, there's a bit where he he kind of steps in to confront some guys, and you know, well, he's sort of like on the fence, isn't he? He's like meandering whether or not he should do anything. But you know, these guys sort of make up their mind for him, sort of thing. Um, And he ends up in hospital as a result oh, this guy's nothing, he's just, he's just the wrong guy in the wrong place or something. Um, yeah, there, there, there is a funny bit later on, you know, it, it boils down to that... Um, you know how badass is this guy kind kind of thing. You know, you know those sort of scenes you get in action films. You know, like, who is this mm-hmm. guy? How, you know, and they start reading that thing. And there's a bit where one of the, the mafia guys gets a phone call and going, "You didn't tell me who the fuck this guy is." Yeah, well, it's that. You know, it's John yeah. Wick. It's all yeah, these exactly. movies. You yeah, know, exactly. all it is. yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, suddenly the penny drops. You know, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought I thought it was superb. Yeah, as you say that whole bit. At the end, you know, the, the the bit where he saves the girl from that very awful situation, which was about to turn really awful. Um, he, he sort of gets it at, at the right moment, you know, and, and you see the state of, um, you know, the mafia guy's son um, <laughs> in his injuries. You think, oh, that looks nasty.
0: Well, he's, you know, he starts off, you know, the whole thing, because uh, this is another one with voiceover. Mm. And it and and it, you know it's like he he enjoys you know, the violence. He's sort of trying not to, mm. but you know it's like yeah, yeah. it, And and they and they did the same thing with um, um nobody. Mm. If you remember in that movie, he's like, oh, he, he, you know, he couldn't wait for the he's, he's, yeah. he loves it. He, yeah. You know, he can't. He, he's that's the thing. He's fighting. He's fighting yeah. his enjoyment of it. Mm. <laughs> cause so he's, when, he's, they, he's,
1: when those guys get on the bus, and he's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like i've been waiting for for this kind of thing but uh yeah i think so maybe something you know maybe with things like nobody coming out and that that maybe that sort of hurt this film a little bit in terms of its chances of release because that was such a big hit you know such a big program, and they were just like well we can't release you know we can't put this movie out when people are just going to start thinking of all Hmm. the, the that and all these other films although it is tonally different
3: yeah,
1: yeah, they're yeah. all
0: from, they're all cut from the same cloth and stuff. But I think you know
1: you could almost you can almost are... see this as being a Rambo film. You know, you know if, if, yeah, if, yeah, If if, if yeah. John Rambo instead of buying a ranch, and he decided to go back to his old neighborhood or mm-hmm. something, you know, <laughs> you, 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 well, you, it, if... you could really see Stallone as that sort of character. You know, this guy just sort of tinkering with antiques and shit, and just keeping his head down. Well, if you, you comb- know, if-, if you
0: think about it, if you combined Ram Rambo Last Blood mm. and Rocky Balboa, for example, you yeah, know that sort of Philly setting. You know yeah, that's
1: because in that movie, really Rocky see-
0: has lost everything. He's just living in a small little house, and
1: yeah, you could really whatnot. see Stallone be- being attracted to that material. If, it, if, it, yeah. if it, you know, if it hadn't gone Agent Brody's way, you could almost see it falling into his hands.
2: Well,
0: Brody okay. Co wrote the script on this one. Okay. I don't know what, at what point they, yeah. the gestation and stuff, but him and Paul Select, who yeah. um, had done uh, Bullethead, which was released as Unchained, which I think you covered. Uh, which yeah, was that was a one good about, one. Yeah, with well, John uh, Antonio Banderas. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah, that was good. They, mm. So I don't think I've seen any of Paul Solette's films, but I thought, yeah, I thought this had really, say, so it's really stylishly made. Mm-hmm. You can equate it to both. Hardcore sort of serious, you know, proper action movies, and sort of the more art housey kind of Driven stuff like character stuff,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: character, character mm. thing, and uh, you know, le- you know, any. I think it's one that action fans are more primarily going to enjoy, but I think mm. it, it because I think people who like a sort of a darker, grittier performance and. And stuff will 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 enjoy it as well. I think it's really good. Yeah, I liked yeah, it a lot.
1: I, I thought so. Yeah, absolutely. So on that note, guys, how are we going to score it, uh, Steve? I'll give it an eight. And Rich?
0: Yeah, absolutely, an eight from me. I, I just want to mention. Oh, sorry, you. I'll let you give your score, <laughs> yeah. and then and then there's something else I want to say. Uh, it's, it's definitely three eights. So so what do you got? Um, no, there, there's this. I, I think it's a really nice kind of. I know it's it's a bit of a. Uh, oh, it's a bit on the nose, but at the start of the movie, when he's giving his narration, which is a bit taxi driver like mm. and stuff, mm. that he's looking out of his window, and somebody is being beaten by the side of the road, and the, and cop, the, car uh, and the cop car goes and the cop's car just yeah. quietly yeah. goes by, and I think that's a great scene setter. You know, it's yeah, yeah. it's it's, it it's you know perhaps a little bit heavy handed, but yeah. you get the point straight away. Yeah. This is a neighbourhood where every, you know you're on your own,
3: yeah.
0: uh, you know nobody cares about anyone. It's a dark place. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he's got this relationship with this. Um, uh, as is often in these cases, there's there's a young girl who's yep. you know he's trying to help and stuff, and there's reasons for that mm-hmm. and whatnot. I, yeah, I think the scene setting and everything is all really well done. I, I, I yeah, um, I really highly recommend it. Uh, it's it's out now on digital, but hopefully it will get a physical release.
1: Absolutely. So that's three eights for clean. We highly recommend you go check this out. Our next review is Corrective Measures. In the near future, a strange pulse in Earth's upper atmosphere marks the beginning of many people developing strange, unnatural powers, which in turn leads to a maximum security prison being designed to house those considered too dangerous for society. Into this, hell-ho- excuse me, into this hellhole go Diego Diaz and Empath and Payback, a vigilante who's been hunting these mutants. <clears throat>
2: um,
1: okay, let's so uh, let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. This co-stars Bruce Willis,
0: front uh, and centre on the UK cover, which is yeah. probably uh, not a good thing to be doing at the at the moment.
1: <laughs> Indeed. So uh, we we can put his performance to the side. We know the score as far as Bruce is concerned. You know he he's been pretty much exploited by these producers to prop up these films. Um, so so we, we can put that to the side and, and sort of judge the film on its relative merits, I guess. So over to Steve, what did you make of corrective measures? Bearing in mind, Steve, you had the choice of the two yeah. Bruce Winters films and you opted for this one. You, you, you took a chance. On this one. So, how, how was that for you?
2: Dog shit. To be fair, it's, it's awful. I mean, I've, I literally thought I'd put the wrong film on it at
1: first. <laughs> yes, so did I. There,
2: it, there's no, I mean, all, all right, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't watch the trailer or anything. I just literally looked at the poster mm. and was kind of expecting. You never prisoners- expect.
1: You'd never expect this was an X Men knockoff, um, no, judging, exactly. judging by the cover or, or the name of the film, would
2: you? No, and it just starts. There's like a the guy there looks like a werewolf. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh yeah, someone's watching something, and it'll it'll cut cut back to reveal that they're watching it on TV. No, it's not at all. It an, It literally is an X Men ripoff, basically, and. It's just dreadful. The script's awful. The effects are awful. I'd say the only saving grace is the fight choreography is quite decent in the riot at, in, when they have a riot. Apart from that, everything else is even Michael Rook is bad in it. And that yeah. never normally happens. It's just terrible. It's cheap, it's nasty, it's I mean, there isn't even really a main character. It's just clips and this payback or whatever it's called, beating the shit out of everyone. And the Diego dude trying to cop off with the nurse with the doctor. Mm. And then you've got Rucker trying to get the money out of his Willis, and that's it. Oh, and Tom Cavanagh turns up, which I was quite depressed at because I like I I really love him, and it is mm. again just wasting this. It's yep. it's terrible, really is awful.
1: <laughs> um, Rich, your well, thoughts on, on well, the measures? See,
0: now I don't know if this is because I watched it after Fortress Sniper's <laughs> Eye, but I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I, I quite liked it. it was, it's, I think it uses its low budget pretty well. I mean, it, it, I think it's quite clear they've got they had very limited resources. For example. All the outs, you know, a lot of the prison stuff takes place either in the sort of corridor sets and stuff, or the uh, the quite limited space of the uh, exercise, yeah, the smallest exercise
1: uh,
0: yard yeah. in the world, uh, the yard, yeah, so and, the yard and is the pretty, canteen, yeah, the canteen as well. But there's that, like the, the interior stuff, and then there's the, the 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 yard bit. And but I thought, although that was a bit obvious, and you know, the the um, some of the characters in their you know, the, like you say, the guys like with, like, werewolf head and stuff. It's pretty much just the head. They don't really do the rest mm. of the body and stuff. But, uh, no, I thought that was f- fine. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, the thing I thought of was the boys. I was thinking this is, like, uh, this is very yeah. much in the sort of... Yeah. You could see this as being, like, a, an episode or two two episodes of the boys, basically, uh, featuring sort of similar characters and stuff. But the lobe uh, is Bruce Willis's character, he, 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 his presence in it, uh, you know, being a prison and everything just made me think of Apex. But in that movie, he did move around as, but in this movie, he's mm. pretty much just in his cell all the time. And his, uh, probably for the reasons of his aphasia and stuff, there's, there's not much, uh, I don't know, it could be a character choice. I don't know. But there's, the, the line deliveries are very. Uh, they're full of, you know, more apathy than maybe was intended. I don't know in the script, but yeah. uh, it's kind of uh, sort of m- m- mumbles, you know, m- something. M- Michael Rooker, on the other hand, he's going all in. Uh, and and I quite, in- I enjoyed uh, Michael Rooker uh, in this. Uh, Tom Cavanaugh, who I'm not familiar with. Uh, but uh, yeah, I th- I you th- I haven't watched him. The
1: Flash, basically.
0: So. Oh, okay. He's in yeah. there. Um, there was the thing with the, with the payback guy, like, yeah, the film is completely uneven with moving between these different characters. It's kind of an ensemble, but they don't really know where to focus. Uh, yeah. possibly that's because like the boys, this is adapted from a comic book, uh, or a graphic novel. I'm not sure whether, how long a series or whatever it was, but, um, the, the company that made this is the company that published the comic book. And I think it's their first live action project because they've done loads of animations. The director, I think, is the like the guy behind the company and the comic book and everything. Um, I thought, yeah, it's got a nice it's it's got a nice widescreen look they've gone for, which I think um, sort of makes it feel a bit uh, bigger budget as well to me. Uh, and what else was what? Yeah, so I, I really like the music actually. Uh, I thought the sort of uh, country-ish... Or, or whatever the kind of uh, tunes that they threw in there and the score and that I, I enjoyed. I ha- I quite had, I had more fun than I was expecting considering this was a, a film that was released direct to a free streaming channel, uh, tube at Tubi. sorry in, uh, in the United States. Uh, I, I was expecting something of a much lower quality. Uh, and I think this, I don't think this was made for Tubi. I think Tubi bought it because the film seems to have been made, you know, with sort of, with some more aspirations than, than just being shown on, on a, on a stream, on a TV streaming service, more like a, not as big a budget as something like a Netflix production, but you know, they, it's, it's a film that, uh, that they've put some effort into it, I think, whereas compared to some other films, you know, they might not go for, they might not want to shoot it in a widescreen, you know, ratio, having sort of dreams of maybe a cinema release or something, but the, uh, yeah, so I'm overall, I don't think it's great or anything, but I was pretty positive about it.
1: I'm I'm fifty fifty on this one. There are definitely definitely positives here. Um, I, I was totally surprised by the actual plot as it sort of developed. Um, you know, I wasn't expecting.
0: Oh, there was a plot, was there? Mm.
1: Well, well, okay, backstory. Let's go for that. Okay, <laughs> so so there's. Um, and, and and you know, one of the detriments, unfortunately, and, and I I guess this comes down to budget, is having to dump a load of exposition through um, news channels. You know. Oh yeah, they do to the, totally. They do very yeah, much yeah. of a RoboCop no, kind of thing. All that basically. Sort of crap. Yeah, I suppose Robocop's yeah. got a lot to answer for, but um but yeah, there's a lot of that um to try and sort of set the scene and you know, fill in bits and bobs as we go. Um, it, it doesn't really work. I just found them very annoying scenes. Basically, um, I thought Tom Cavanaugh did a better job as the um, as, as sort of walking talking exposition. Um,
0: yeah,
1: I thought, thought he's he,
0: the I'm going to show you around guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a prison movie, so you get all the prison movie cliches yeah, exactly. of, of yeah. the new guy and the the, the seasoned, you know, the, the Shawshank Redemption. And all that yeah. sort of stuff.
1: Um I, I quite like the character of payback. You know, obviously he's a total ripoff of of the Punisher, but
0: I thought I thought he worked. They didn't really develop him very well, though. I thought it was funny. They do this thing; he get he tattoos himself towards the end, Mm. and he manages to get the lines completely straight, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) which I thought was funny.
1: All this, yeah, but as you say, you know, the Diego character, I I totally missed what. The point of him getting a job in the canteen was, or, or whatever it was that he, he was told to do, I just did not understand. Yeah. the whole, you know, um, there's
0: yeah, all these that, subplots like who's going to be running the prison when Michael Rooker that, yeah. retires
1: and stuff. Yeah, I, I thought this was amusing as well—the fact that it, that Michael Ruger's character kept calling himself the overseer, as uh, you mm. know, as, as if he's not a bad guy. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's as if the people you know the people who actually um you know put the bill of of uh, you know fund the, fund this prison would, would be wanting to have words with Mr. Overseer. No, you're the fucking warden is what you yeah. are. Bloody
0: I'll tell Overseer. you the other th- yeah. thing that I thought of when I was watching when or actually it's pro- more coming to mind now. Um Suicide Squad.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, the Suicide Squad that. did mm. this whole
0: kind of, you know, superhero or super supervillains in a prison kind of I know mm-hmm. they came Quite. out of the prison really early, but yeah. it's basically, again, the same kind of concept. There's definitely a...
1: Very much. You a... could almost see that in, in sort of like, you know, yeah. Corrective Measures 2 or something, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: It certainly no, could go that way. No. Yeah, there's, there's all these... There's another character as well, isn't there, in this? Um, who is it? Yeah, Captain Brody, you know, because there's basically there's two choices for who could be... The um, you know, the, the next Uber, the next warden, yeah, yeah, Ubersin, yeah. It, It's it's either going to be the you know the secretary, <laughs> which I thought was funny, um, or it's going to be the you know the captain of the guards. It's just like what? Beat these two really okay, very very strange.
2: But yeah, I mean, to be fair, I felt the only decent twist was when you actually find out. What Bruce Willis is, how it is, mm-hmm. that yep. I thought, yeah, that was quite decent. But the rest of it, it
1: needed a different actor, didn't it? It needed an actual yeah. actor to pull that mm. off. I thought it was quite good, you know, because for quite a, 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 you know, the early chunk of the film, they kept him completely behind closed doors, or you know, in his cell. So, you know, people talking mm. about him in hushed tones, or oh, the lobe, the lobe is here, you know, all this sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, when, when you meet him, he, 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 there's no Machiavellian sort of like master plan. It's you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's but, just him um, looking
0: quite sad in his cell. Sad,
1: very sad. Mm-hmm. We will get, we'll get on to you know more we'll references again shortly. Apparently,
0: but, Doug Bradley is, yep. was in there. I, don't, I didn't I don't know, him. It.
1: Yeah, it might it might have been in one of the, um, the you know the news clips or something because he's made mm-hmm. the senator, but. Yeah. Anyway, I think we talked enough about this. Steve, your score.
2: I'll give it a five.
0: Mm-hmm. And Rich, I'm going to give it a six. I think I had quite, I had a reasonably good time with it.
1: I'm, I'm going to give it a six as well. I must admit, um, there, there was more to like. No, I won't say there's more to like. I suppose no I, I, well, that is what I'm saying if it's a six yeah there's slightly more to like yeah. there is not um yeah they get the basics right but the, you know some some of it's down to budget some of it is down to being told to use Bruce willis you know um but there you go imagine if they didn't use Bruce Willis and actually use that budget you know to for production mm. who knows would it make any difference to the to the end you know the the the, the, the um profit margin who knows anyway so that is two sixes and a five for corrective measures go check it out our next review is fortress 2 sniper's eye following the events of the first film the fortress is being shut down and only holds a skeleton crew when ghosts from the past make an unwelcome return. And, oh my God, Rich, it is an unwelcome return. Um, I I can't believe the audacity of this film on some levels. I really can't.
0: What, to basically remake the first film?
1: (laughs) Remake the first film. Not only that, but, but to lift whole scenes from the first film and use them as flashbacks, just to fill in details for the characters who weren't in the first film, going, oh, yeah, you know, they might have sort of just handed them the DVD and go, oh, yeah, just just watch this scene here. You know, that'll bring you up to speed. I, I, You know, it wasn't just snippets of scenes. It was whole scenes.
0: Well, The, the, um, the beginning, the whole ending, yes. basically, of the first film.
1: Oh, there's about three <laughs> occasions where they, they just, like, lifted whole fights and things. You know, the whole confrontation between Willis and... Um, What's his face, Chad? Um, at the end of the first film, is reused again. Um, yeah, I despair at this film. But the, the funny thing is, that, or the best thing about this is, is the two, is two recurring characters or two returning characters. You're going to
0: say you're glad that Michael siro is back as Blaine, aren't you? I am. Mm-hmm.
1: I am absolutely. Yeah, he was the best thing about the first film.
0: He was in a different movie.
1: He was in a different movie. He was in his own movie. This is this is what's funny about Well, that's uh, why they've
0: sort of they put him in sort of more center stage in this one.
1: Yeah. So in, in the first film, um, as you say, you know, he starts off being this really loud, brash, weird sort of guy driving around his, his golf cart. But when when the shit goes down, he goes off on his own and starts killing everyone. He has a higher kill count than anyone else in the film. <laughs> he's he's also given a you know his own badass backstory. Um, explaining, you know, oh, yeah, this guy did two tours of Afghanistan or whatever, and he, you know, and saved all his platoon and all this sort of shit. You know, he, he's the actual hero. Whereas Bruce Willis and, and Jesse Metcalf just sort of like amble around um, for, for most of the movie. Mean, meanwhile, you know, Michael Siro is going around killing everyone. <laughs> but that's beside the point. He's really good. The other guy who's really good is the one playing. Um, Oh god, is it is it Icarus or Darius or something?
2: Uh, uh, it was
1: it Ulysses? Ulysses, that's him. Yeah, uh, he's got a weird name. Starts Sir something or other.
0: Sir Darius. Sir Darius yeah. Blaine. That's him.
1: He actually, you know, his his character, even though he should be fucking dead because he died in the first film. Um, <laughs> Probably they all did. come back. They all come back. I mean, it's, they make a joke of it, you know. They like, say, "Oh, didn't anyone die before?" or Something. Um, <laughs> he, this guy, Sir Darius Blaine, is really good. He can hold his head up high, and you know, he he sort of acted way above the material, as far as I'm concerned. You know, as as the henchman in this. Um, Buddy Chad Michael Murray, you know, he was just stuck monologuing again. That's, that's his whole shtick in this film. He's just boring the people, everyone's asses off, just talking non stop. Um, yeah, a, a joke, basically. Jesse Metcalfe does very little. Um, yeah, if it wasn't for Michael Ciro and, and um, Sadarius Blaine. This would be a complete write-off for me, and and let's um let's let's talk about the title for a second, uh, Rich as well. Hmm. Um, it's been released as Fortress Two Sniper's Eye.
0: Well, no two, just Fortress. Uh, Fortress.
1: Okay, Fortress Sniper's Eye. <coughs> Excuse me.
0: What's the Sniper's Eye?
1: Okay, there's first of all, there's no mm. so, so, Somebody asked me earlier, um, saying, "Well, well, maybe it, it's the name of a building called the Sniper's Eye or something." I thought, what? So, I, I, but to that I say well, the, there's no building which is more than a story tall in this you know they're all single story buildings and everything's underground so no that's you know nice idea but no it, it's I don't know somebody played you know where, where they put like buzzwords into a into a sack and you put your hand <clears> in <it> and <throat> pull out random words to see what you get
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know that's basically what happened here
2: I think like every other Bruce Willis film for the last five years Basically,
1: and and yeah, <coughs> the last dozen Seagull movies as well. Let's face yeah. it. Anyway, Rich, I, I've I've um I've talked way too much about this film. What are your thoughts? So, did you even see the first one?
0: Ah, see, now this is the thing. Uh, I didn't watch it because I didn't review it with you guys. You, you
1: went, yeah, I, thought, I sort of. Thought so what, what I did,
0: episode. I, I double billed these. <laughs> so I, I no, caught no. up foot. I caught up on the first film to then watch this one. <clears throat> we thank you for the uh, service. <laughs> uh, and what what struck me was how how sort of polished and sort of bigger budget the first film looked compared to the second one. Mm. The first one had really, I thought, really good cinematography uh, mm. that sort of elevated. You know, you could tell it was really cheap sets and stuff, but it had quite a nice polish. I mean. The the thing that struck me first about backtracking slightly about the first film was they go to this kind of retreat where, you know, or, or retirement community where Bruce Willis is is living.
1: Yeah.
0: And it has the cheapest looking signage okay. of like the mount, whatever it's called. It just looks like it's cardboard or something. Uh and then they go to and then all the buildings are very sort of Shaky and stuff, and then they do the, and then they go to the sets and stuff. Anyway, so but, that film well, was quite. The,
1: the other thing, the other good thing about the first film as well, of course, it has got Simon Phillips in it.
0: Yeah, he's not in it very much, though. No? He, he, he was mm. over. He, uh, over it's, always all, it's
1: always good to see him in these days.
0: Quite a few people from um, what was it, Survive the Game, are in these two movies. They turn up in well, yeah. one of the other of them. Um, and the first film, to me, you know, the thing about this one was the. It was a replay to an extent of the first film, but the first film had more of a point. There was more stuff going. On. There was all this rubbish mm. about cryptocurrencies that they were going on, which they've completely dropped in this one. Mm. But the, so the first one was all about getting, uh, doing that, and then taking down that uh, Chad Michael Murray's character. And in this one, it's basically he's back for revenge. Uh, there's not really any more that, or not that I picked up any or more more goal to it no. than that.
3: None. Yep.
0: And uh, but he still managed to assemble this team to come and do it with him. Uh, they they were quite willing to do that. Oh,
3: um, no,
0: they no. now Ma- Michael Ciro's character mm. gets a little. You know, they do that whole thing of oh, you know, uh, <laughs> I, w- we're going to be really happy now, <laughs> kind of thing. And it's like, and I think they uh, refer to it as fridging, uh, where they basically take her out straight away yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, to give yeah. him
0: some motivation uh, and. You know, putting back in the game and stuff. But so sorry, you were going to say something there.
1: Yeah, I'll it I'll back. I did like his scene as well. You know, where, you know when he's taken out to be executed, and mm-hmm. he starts talking to the two guys. You know, I thought that scene was really good, and uh, and Harry <sighs> gets rid of them as well. I thought that you know, <clears throat> it was really good stuff. But the interesting thing about what, one of the very few interesting things about this film is Chad Murray, Malcolm Murray has had to scrape the bottom of the barrel. With some of his choices, some of his hires for mercenaries. Yeah. In this, you know, that, that's, that's quite interesting. So he's got the two main guys, he's, you know, he's got Sublette's um, Blaine, um, you know, and uh, he's got the long haired guy who's like the computer guy.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And he, you know, th- those are like his two trusted guys, really. Everyone else is kind of scum, you know, like that, that, the big guy, it kind of looks like a slightly fitter Harry Knowles. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I wonder if that's the mm. purpose you know um you know his character it, it's very much a case of damn it you know i, I wish we hadn't hired you because you're shit <laughs> you know you're, you're basically scum but um i i just thought that was a nice touch you know it's like yeah he's, he's kind of desperate he's, he's sort of um clutching at straws as, as, as to his team this time well,
0: around well the film itself is quite desperate because they do the whole they, they, they're like they've got this sort of uh selection of characters because we had shannon doherty the first one which was pretty cool um but you know Mm -hmm. nobody she she uh, isn't you know back she's not one of the ones who managed to die but survive Mm -hmm. but the um what we've got is they basically go oh Here's a young girl. <laughs> it's like, mm. oh, some my, my here's my uh, I don't know re- uh, wife or whatever it is. She's come to visit and look. She's brought her, my sister or something. Oh, that's yeah, it. The characters, mom. yeah, yeah mom, the mum and the and sister. The yeah, so, so so we've got some extra, you know, civilian characters to to lend yeah. some stakes. And oh, here's that the da- the granddaughter of the woman who was living on the on the site and stuff. And she can have her own sort of plot journey as she, um, you know, deals mm. with this situation uh, so the they they sort of increase the increase the number of the character and the film I'm, I'm jumping ahead here but the film has like a really weird ending epilogue mm. where they just the the characters are just having like this casual conversation and then it just sort of finishes <laughs> so Yeah, i'm like how how does that conversation Matter at all? I mean, I know there's supposed to be another one coming, but it's not like it's a bit that leaves it open, or you know, any sort of. Uh, it's just I'm like sorry, a. It's like a scene stop, in the middle stop, of the stop, story that's at stop. the end. Stop. Did, did, yeah, you, go on.
1: did did you just say there's another one coming?
0: Yeah, I think that's. I think yeah, there's yeah. A tri- I think it's a trilogy. It's a trilogy. Oh my fucking god! Well, trilogy yeah, in the loosest sense of the word, you know. But uh, yeah, I think there's supposed to be a third one. Uh, Interestingly, I thought this was directed by. James Cullen Brasic, uh, you know, like he'd done the back-to-back or something, but that obviously wasn't the case because this one is directed by Josh Sternfeld, uh, mm-hmm. who doesn't have as much experience as, as Cullen Brasic and hadn't, you know, you look at his um, filmography and there's nothing I've ever heard of uh, even sort of casually. He doesn't, he's not like a guy who does like these sort of uh, action movies and stuff generally. He did a film called uh, Winter, Stol- Winter Solstice, Yep. which was a drama, I think, in 2004 and had, you know, like, Anthony Puglia in it and stuff, but, uh, you know, so this isn't really the sort of film that's in his wheelhouse, so th- that, um, but whether that's why it's sort of not quite a good fit and he doesn't really work, I don't know, but I think the budget definitely seems to have been slashed a bit from the first. Uh, we've got a, a recycled plot which doesn't really have any particular impetus and the end i say the ending is just weird you have kind of a climax moment and then it cuts to sitting on a sofa talking about you know you know oh you, you know whatever it is it's a it freeze
1: frame you know mid laugh or something
0: it's a very weird it doesn't even end on a joke or anything it's it's very right. it's a very strange conclusion yeah. um i didn't hate it you know it's watchable but it, it, it isn't it's you know it's not, there's nothing really to recommend it. We haven't really talked about Bruce Willis. Um, yeah. But is there anything much to say about Bruce Willis? Because again, he's not... Not at this stage. He's I, not really I, I there. Think, I think he spends most yeah. of the time in a hospital bed, doesn't he? A lot of it, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I, I think at this stage, yeah, we, we, we know the score. You know, he's got a phaser, and he's... he's they keep making, you know, I don't know if they're making them make, make these films or, or what, you know, but there's definitely an exploitation element there. So it's a case of okay, forget Bruce is in this, and it's quite easy to forget Bruce is in these films, including sort of corrective measures. You know, what sort of quality of film are they actually sort of putting them in? What sort of level of production are they putting them in? And, and unfortunately, they are these you know, relatively low-budget sort of no-name cast things, you know, sort of like hit, p- written by computer almost, aren't they? I mean, they just... It, it, it gives DVD, you know, it gives DTV a bad name, it really does. It, you know, there's going to be other films we're going to be talking about um, which, you know, show you exactly what it what this sort of genre should be like. Mm. Um, but here we are, you know. This is running up and down corridors, and not even that, you know, sort of monologuing for like five minutes of screen time at any one time. It's it's not unwatchable, as you say. It's, you know, some of it is watchable for the wrong reasons, but overall, you know, I just wish leave them alone. You know, just don't do them. Do something else, you know, we, we well, we... there's still
0: a few to come. I mean, he's retired now, but mm. we've we've uh, no, some, of them have turned on but, yeah. some of them have turned up on VOD very quietly. Like, um, I'm not even sure if Gasoline Alley is out, but there's another mm. one coming out with James uh, not Jamie King, I can't remember, but he's got there's still two or three that, that, that they've got mm. in, uh, coming yeah, I saw. but um, one other thing, I was just looking through my notes and realized that. Um, the ending, of the, the the ending is not what I'm referring. To. It wasn't that scene on the sofa that I was thinking mm-hmm. of specifically. I can't remember if that is. I'm sure that is towards the end. But there's a yep. bit. I think the. I think it's the wife character yeah. walks out, yep. and the shot like really lingers on her. She's just sort of standing, sort of looking around or something. Well, like the police really, turn
1: up. Yes, yeah, so, so you get. It's like that,
0: a. Yeah. yeah, it's like a really drawn out mm-hmm. shot. Uh, and I, I, I don't know if there was supposed to, it was supposed to be some dramatic weight or something to it but uh, but it was yeah it was that thing of why what is this you know this is a really sort of drawn out and I, I made a note like it seemed a bit pretentious or whatever what they were trying to do with it but it doesn't work whatever they were trying to do there's there's no sort of uh, uh, emotion or anything to yeah. it. I mean it just seemed like oh she's wandered outside the cameras staying on her Cut to credits. <laughs> so, I think well, what it is, think... is is the fact
1: you know the idea is is that she's sort of owning up to her involvement and facing mm-hmm. the consequences of it. I think that's what they were going
0: for. Uh, you okay. know, you
1: don't actually see the cult cars, by the way. You just get the flashing lights in her face. Sort yeah. yeah. Of thing, you know, so but anyway. yeah, so I didn't
0: like the ending. Um, but the yeah, it's it's all very dark. All sort of cheap-looking sets and stuff. There's there's not the novelty of say a Shannon Doherty or anything. this one i think if you're going to watch what if if you've not watched either of them then just what if and if you really have to just watch the first one probably don't really Mm. worry with the second one unless you're like hardcore it's uh Mm. and if and if if you haven't seen the first one then definitely don't just jump in on the second one although you will they will fill in the gaps with some really long replayed scenes for you
1: yeah and on that note rich how are you going to score it
0: I think it's going to have to be like a four for this one.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, You know, it it makes corrective measures look well put together. Um, So, yeah, two fours for Fortress 2, Sniper's Eye. Where's the eye? Where's the sniper? Who knows? (laughs) Our next review is Rubicon. A young military officer is sent to a space station to take charge of an Earth, excuse me, Earth-saving invention. Only to find the situation is way worse than she was led to believe. Um, okay, end of the world stuff. Uh, we, we've been here lots of times, um, and I believe this is another German production.
0: It's Austrian.
1: Austrian. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was reminded, Rich, of a film we covered a not well a while ago, which is about two fugitives who find a um, an old spaceship and then spend the first half of the film putting the spaceship yeah. back together and then launching because, yeah. you know, it's that sort of German meticulousness. Yeah, I, mean, I you thought, can that. Be, I thought if, that one. If, you, if you're going yeah. to do a space movie, you have to, you know, bathe it in reality and, and sort of show, show the... How it would actually all work, and, and I guess that's kind of what we get here, isn't it? it? It's that sort of. It's it's slightly more elevated because you know it's, it's a very decently sized space station with sort of docking ports and all the rest of it, and proper crew quarters, etc. Um, but at the same time, it's um, you know very meticulous in 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 the way it's sort of showing us how the, how it all works and stuff. And, and even this, you know, this um, algae um, invention that they've come up with to try and sort of save the earth, you know, um, way of replenishing the atmosphere. Um, you know, there is a lot of time spent explaining how this works and, and you know, showing us all these tubes full of green algae, etc. Um, I, I, I typically I found this to be pretty glacially paced. Um, it, it's more or less a three-hander between these characters. Um, it, it didn't really engage with me, I must admit, and I've, I found the, um, the tone of it very, very dark and depressing. Um, there are certain points in the film I'm thinking if that was me, I'd be thinking about chucking myself out of the an airlock <laughs> round about now, you know, because what else is there? But anyway, Steve. How
2: did he get on with *Rubicon*? Yeah, same as you. Um, I thought it was boring. Nothing happens. It's one of them where there's no real growth in character. They're just basically stuck on this thing, deciding: do we do we go down to earth? Do we not? Mm. And that's it. And there's n- nothing else there really. Um, it was overlong, it was boring. I mean, it looked nice, it looked pretty. Oh, the whole set, the sets were great. effects are superb,
1: yeah.
2: <clears throat> yeah. The sets were great as well. Um, even the performances weren't, weren't bad, but there's just nothing to it. It's literally, I, I, I just couldn't get on with it at all. They just, well, we'll get pissed, we'll have a shag, we'll get pregnant. We'll do this. We'll do, it. and and that's it. There's nothing else. There's no character growth. Mm. There's no, even the story doesn't move on. You know, there's when they get in contact with the survivors on Earth. Mm. That doesn't go anywhere, really. It goes around the surface, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then at the end, it's exactly the same thing. And I was just very bored and very frustrated with it I just thought there was no point in in the film whatsoever it's like when you something else we're going to come on to in a bit as well Um, you know where where they wake up and it's all a dream and it's just pointless you know there's nothing there there's no point to it whatsoever and yeah I thought I was very very frustrated with it yeah Uh, Rich did you get on
1: with uh, Rubicon?
0: I did I really liked it that's cool, that's cool. <laughs> i think i i mean i'm glad you guys um agreed with the, at least the uh, the look and that of the film because it does look great uh the mm. production design and cinematography it is the same kind of space station the you know look and feel and whatever that is very familiar there's nothing unique mm. or, or anything about you know it, whether it's alien or event horizon or or, or whatever the um you you you're in a familiar sort of environment it looks very polished uh, uh in and the say it's the combination of the the set the the production design the cinematography and the visual effects uh, all sort of because it's it feels convincing uh you know mm. we, we, we'll talk about another film later where it doesn't feel convincing it feels artificial Uh, whether that's by design or not I'm sure but you know stagey is often the you know term people often use whereas this this feels like an environment uh I like that but I also did like the story and the characters the you the the thing you mentioned about it going in circles I have essentially the same note whereas where I I termed it as rinse and repeat is what we've basically Mm. got a thing happen you know a decision is made uh, and they're going to do a thing and then that changes and then you know, they go back to the square one and then they essentially do the same thing again. And they do. And the plot kind of unfolds in that, you know, recycling that same idea over and over. And you keep thinking, Oh, it's going to move on now. No, it's not. <laughs> and and I wasn't as frustrated by that, but the, um, I, it is perhaps a bit too long. It's like nearly two hours, hour and 50. Uh, but I was just, I really liked being there in the environment. Now I've, I'm not a big sci science fiction guy and, and, uh, and you know, like a sci-fi drama sort of survival story like this is not necessarily my back. I would like a bit more, maybe a you know more horror, more action or something. But I was quite absorbed by it. I liked uh, the performances um, and uh, especially as I, these are all actors who I, I'm not familiar with, you know, the, and I've looked up their credits and they haven't been in anything I've seen or anything that they're, they're all the set. Well, yeah. I say that. I say that. But the um, uh, the Ru- the Russian guy. Or, uh, I think he's, I, I think I don't know if he's supposed to be Russian, but you know he's he's a, a Ukrainian actor. I believe. Yeah. Mark Ivanir. He's got a hell of a uh, filmography. He's been in Undisputed Two II and Three. He started his mm. career in Iron Eagle Two and uh, Delta Force Three. He's done other stuff. He's done loads of video game stuff and tie-ins, like he did the Ghost Recon Alpha short film, where I think he was the leader of the group, and loads of television. Very, you know, very successful, you know, sort of character actor, I guess, would be the best term. You know, he's he's had a really successful long career, but Mm. most people probably don't know his name, as I didn't. Uh, I quite I liked him in this. Uh, I like the lead, who's who's a bit more of a a newcomer, but she's still got quite a few credits. Uh, The The British guy as well, uh, I quite I, I I quite like. So it's it's Austrian. I, I haven't stressed that it's an Austrian film, but it's all shot in English. Yeah, um, mm, yeah. there's a little bit of German uh, dialogue from the uh, lead actress. Uh, uh, I think it's German. Um, but yeah. So I. What else uh, did I say? Yeah. So it it is. It's one of those, as you say, like it's essentially three hander. So you've got the whole. Um, normally in these kind of situations that there's uh, certain conflicts and you know animosities and romances or whatever will arise and you know sabotages and, and things and who do you trust and stuff like that is going oh, this is all there there's there's nothing n- new or necessarily particularly satisfying about the film but it was just something that i enjoyed being there uh it's not as perhaps uh uh I'd liken it also to uh, the film Settlers, which we watched. And I know um, you guys didn't really get on with either, mm-hmm. but that that, that mm-hmm. film had some sort of uncomfortable dynamics, but this one doesn't really have the same stuff going on with those characters. It's, it's a bit more, a um, bit more pleasant, I guess, you know, there's, there's, there's no real big uh, dramas or really. it's very, uh, I don't know, I don't know what the best best mm. term is. You know, there's nothing particularly grand about the conflicts or whatever. There, there's nobody like you know going really off on one there's, or doing yeah, anything really bad. Or anything, yeah. No, yeah. there's there's nobody doing like a bishop or anything. You know, it's like there's nothing really or not necessarily not bishop. Who's the other one in Alien?
1: Oh, Who's the, um,
0: the Bilbo Baggins or whatever his yeah, name. Yeah, the is. Captain. So the, the oh, yeah, basically the guy know. who's revealed. In home, yeah. In that, oh, so he's uh, like, he, he like goes off on one and whatever in the first film. <clears throat> Nobody sort of really goes off on one in this, mm. in any sense. There's there's mm. a little bit of you know, uh, space madness kind of stuff, but uh, yeah. But I I just thought you know it's very polished and compared to th- that German film that you mentioned, which did come to mind also when I was watching it. I mean, I I hated that film. Mm. I hated that film yeah. a lot. And that, there's not a, there's not a huge difference between these two. That was a film essentially with two characters and barely any dialogue, though. Um, but this one, you've got—you know—they're moving around these corridors and stuff—and I was very engaged with the environment. I think that's probably the thing, and I like the—I like the score as well. Anything where I'm sort of drawn in, uh, and I know you guys weren't drawn in, but I, for me, I was quite drawn in to, mm-hmm. to to that experience, and and I liked it for those reasons. Johnny, good.
1: Um, there is a film I. I don't know if you've seen this one, Rich, called Cargo from two thousand and nine. Was that the Swiss um, one? Swiss, yeah. yeah. I think I did see that. Yeah, yeah. That was, you know, a much better film of the, of this type. I mm-hmm. think, um, for me personally, anyway, I, I, I got more out of that than this. Uh, you know, similar thing with with this sort of really good, um, you know, set productions and things yeah. like that, um, but but more of a an interesting mystery for for it. But, um, yeah, didn't get on with this one, unfortunately. So, Scores on the Doors, Rich?
0: Well, I I enjoyed it a lot, and I would recommend it, so I'm going to give it an 8.
1: And Steve?
2: I'm going to give it a
0: 4.
1: I'm going to give it a 6. It's, um...
0: Quite a spread there, we've got.
1: It is quite a spread, yeah. Yeah, Production values are very good, um, but I, I just found it a bit too cold and uninvolving. And... Depressing, really yeah, you know <laughs> really did um so there you go a four a six and an eight for rubicon go check it out our next review is the pond an anthropology professor makes a startling discovery regarding the rings of hell or does he or doesn't he and discovers someone or something is rather interested to learn what he knows. Oh my god. Steve, what the <laughs> did we watch? What, what 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 did we watch?
2: I don't know. I really have no idea. Uh um, we watched a lot of
0: people like kids running around with bags on their heads. <laughs>
2: okay. And a lot and a lot of people talking absolute bollocks. There's I don't think there's a line. In this whole film, that is then followed by a line that makes sense. Should be Na- there that naturally yeah. follows it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is just pretentious and oh, it's so, like we,
1: yeah. So it's
2: it's like somebody de- shredded
1: the script and tried to put it back together
2: again. Yeah, <laughs> and I still have no idea what. What was going on, or what was supposed to be going on? All mm. I know is this, this: guy gets up, gets on a boat, goes to this island, goes to his laptop for a bit, then goes home, and then his daughter comes with him one day, and there's a couple of weird kids, and uh, that's about it. And you know, end, you know
0: that, that bit where he's talking, he's talking <laughs> on the, he's doing those video calls, isn't he, to like his boss or some scientist yeah. or whatever, you know. And the yeah. guy just starts going on about stuff and then just gradually walks away, <laughs> walks up to his window. Yeah, and sure whatever. And I was like, that was the point where I was like, F you film <laughs> <laughs> <like>, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what what the hell? I was just like, I, I'd almost tapped out at that point.
1: <laughs> oh, OK, I will give this credit, believe it or not. So I'm, I'm going to a credit for some very striking visuals. Um, they don't make sense, but they are very striking visuals overall. Um, it is essentially a folk horror story. Yeah, it's very um, folk horror. Very folk horror. Um, you know, we're dealing with sort of paganistic style, sort of demigods or something. Um, exactly,
0: something. We don't something. know.
1: You know. This could be all in the guy's... Mind, or it could be real, you know. There's a guy
0: with a tree for a head yeah. or, or, or a See, mask, but, yeah. but he's basically walking with a tree trunk on his head. See, that <laughs> reminded
1: like me that. of that. That reminded me of that, that film we saw, that Indonesian one. Yes, Do you
2: know the
1: one um, on? the, with the, the characters yeah. coming out of the, 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 the forests and stuff?
2: Beyond the, the trees, was it? That's a, yeah, yeah, that's a yeah,
1: the trees or
2: something. Yeah. Beyond the trees, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, that's I like a, that one actually. Yeah, there's the, the as, as you know both of you. Um, one, of, one of my bugbears is horror films which feature kids as protagonists. Um, you know, and, and, and this unfortunately has, what, three kids in it. One of them would keep sort of screaming at her dad and the other two are like mm. the evil kids sort of thing. And I did, yeah, any time they're on the screen, I just wanted to fast forward through it, you know, skip to the next scene. Yes. It, 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 was, oh, it was awful. Those bits, it just a, drove me around the twist. I just
2: no, I think the whole thing was awful. I mean, it, it's.
0: I don't know. It's like it, a dream, isn't it? That's, the, the whole thing is sort of like that sort of David Lynchy kind of dream.
1: Well, that's. It, I it, think it, that's it, what he was
0: going for. Yeah.
1: Do you think any? Do you think any of the cast actually? You know, do you think they got no. together and go looked at each other, and go? Do you know what we're doing? I don't know. No, I
2: not a clue. None of them. Yeah. <laughs> no. But the thing is, is like, is it? Is it post-apocalyptic? Is it set now? Is it because <clears throat> they're, they're like living in the middle of nowhere on yeah. this island in caravans, but they've got Wi-Fi?
1: There's this and... whole bit where he's going, oh, somebody's informed on me. You know, something. Anything? What? What are you talking about? And this guy. You know, it turns out to be the chess guy. So, oh yeah, i you know, I, I told them about you or something. You go, told who about what? It's yeah. just like what the fuck are you on about? Yes yeah. it is so bizarre. I mean, we, we should have known right at the beginning, or, well, the two things, very first shot um is of his daughter just sort of lying in, in the middle of the path, you know, presumably she's been asleep. But she's literally in the middle of the road,
3: mm.
1: you know. You think, Who the who the hell sleeps there? You put, yeah, but it
2: does actually look quite decent. You know, it looks all right. But... It's a good shot. It's a good shot. Yeah. But it just it, it, it just not... raises a lot of questions. You know? it makes not a make a sense. Yeah, it like doesn't make any sense.
1: No, not at all. And and what was the other thing I was gonna mention? Um oh yes, of course. The weirdest thing about this film altogether, and, and and the thing which should have clued us in that this is just like out of its crazy mind. Is is the um, the boatman.
3: Mm.
1: The yeah. syllabus boat I can only imagine the, the, the idea is, is this guy is like narcoleptic, you know, which is why he's wearing this weird costume, like his pajamas with a big cushion on his back and all this sort of shit, because he keeps falling asleep. But uh, as well, soon as cool. I saw him, I was like, mm. what
0: is going on. Well, that's where I was thinking. You know, that was quite early, and you know, we've already had a couple of weird scenes or whatever. And it's mm. like, okay, this is, you know, this is a, a dream. You know, not a dream, a dream or afterlife or something. You know, he's, mm. he's taking the, he's, you know, paying the boatman, go across the river sticks and all yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, was, exactly. um So I was like, really, I was, I started to get a bit off put from just the early bits and then I just not following the dialogue and that is just not really, um, yeah, it was very, yeah. very, I didn't really engage with it. I was drifting away. I wasn't, I'll be honest, I wasn't paying a huge amount of attention after a short period of time, just sort of dipping in. I'll give them credit for, you know, for the visuals and stuff they've got, I'm not really into the folk horror thing very much. So mm-hmm. I think if you like that, if you like, you know, folk horror, then, and you go along for the sort of, Experience of it, necessarily more than Mm. necessarily logical narrative, then you might be okay. Uh, uh, I mean, it's it's like one of. I mean, this. Mm. uh, I wouldn't say it's. It's definitely not as bad as like zeros and ones for me, (laughs) because there is some merit to the cinematography and everything in it. Mm. Uh, Even if even if I couldn't follow it, you know, I I could stand it from that point. But it's probably. I would definitely say it's one of my least least liked films yeah.
2: of the year so far. Mm. I'll I'll be brutally honest. It took me three goals to finish it because I fell asleep twice.
1: <laughs>
2: mm. Honestly, I, yeah. This is like an even more co-
1: di- an even more incoherent film than Sauna. I don't know if you've seen that one. Sauna.
3: Hmm.
0: Well, as in like a sauna that you go into, and
1: it's um a, it's a Swedish film. um okay. set, set like j- during the um well, there's a gap in the in the war between Russia and, and Sweden, and basically it's about these these cartographers who um, are sent to this village, which is basically on the border of both countries,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: and, uh, you know, it, and it's weird. It is weird shit. Um, mm. You know, really really weird shit. I do recommend it. But it is all about atmosphere and and, and just general weirdness, um, which are, which are kind of like I think is what they're going going for here as well. But anyway, so scores on the doors for um, the pond, uh, Steve. Three, A three, and yeah. uh, Rich.
0: <laughs> uh... I don't know let's say a f- I mean there is some effort with the cinematography and stuff so I'll I'll I'll, I'll say a 4 It's I a don't... Serbian film by the way interestingly enough it's um I thought I thought it so was we've had tough. an Austrian yeah. film shot in English and now we've got a Serbian film shot in English hmm. was
1: it shot in English I thought it might have been dubbed it uh,
0: didn't seem I didn't feel it didn't feel dubbed to me half, if half it wasn't time, it was a very good job
1: yeah half the time it felt in a different language but there you go um I can't believe I'm doing this, guys. I'm actually giving it a five. So they. I how do you justify you do that, <laughs> I, I justify it because you know, as you said, it's the cinematography. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The, you know, the design of it. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll give it points for that. But they've else.
0: they've they've crafted something. They you know they've yeah. they've definitely crafted. It's a crafted film. But yeah. quite what they what, quite what they've crafted. I, I don't know. I think this is a film for a very particular kind of audience and yeah. uh, you know i'm just not that audience
1: no i'd, I'd suggest if you, you know as i said if, if you if you'd seen the film sauna or even um sword of god remember that one rich
0: yeah i didn't really get on with that one either on, yeah that I, was a, know, in a very similar vein very similar but, but that's
1: the sort of you know if, if you got on with those films i think you hmm. m- get something out of this um, it's, it's definitely moody and You know, that that sort of stark countryside, it's going forward as well shot, as we said. But, yeah, it's just a bit too weird and disjointed and incoherent um, to actually enjoy, for us at least. So that is a, what was it, a three, a four and a five for uh, The Pond. If you're interested, go check it out. Our next film is The Princess. Once upon a time, a young princess awakens to find that she's been held prisoner in her own castle by the evil Count Julius. However, this princess isn't some wallflower. She has secretly honed her own set of skills and woe betide those who stand in her way. Um, This is wonderful. Um, I'm, I'm laying that out right now, guys. Uh, you can disagree if you like, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, there's not much story here, really. It is it, this is a fight movie. This is an action movie, um, and you know I've, I've already heard it described as the medieval raid, you know things like that. Yeah. Um, so, so, except you know in this one she's starting at the top, working her way down, kind of thing. But um, there's definitely a flavour of that. Um, this is directed by the guy who did Fury, which is a film we both liked, Rich, when we covered it. Um, yes. When we covered our so. uh, Vietnamese um, bit, uh, Lee Van Kit. Um, and stars Jerry King and Olga Kurienko as um, a very vampish um, sort of bad guy. Um, thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, Rich, no, sorry, Steve, over to you.
2: Um, Fine. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like that. Um, <coughs> but go <because of> to Rich.
1: <coughs> Sorry, I'll edit all this time.
0: Yeah, don't worry. Right. Oh,
2: God. Right. Um, yeah, Medieval Rage is what it is, but I just think the script could have done a bit of work on it. I was slightly disappointed in that, but I was, it was good to see that it looked like Joey King did. of her own stuff. Yep. I'd say. Definitely
1: definitely her on screen, you know, full full face on on, on screen all the time. Or most of the time.
2: Yeah. I mean, because I've I've only really seen her in, what's it called? I think it's called The Act. Um, A series that the wife watched a while ago, and I saw a couple of episodes of it, and she's just really good performance in that. Mm. And she's gone in this. It's just... A bit light and frothy for me. There isn't much mm-hmm. substance there, but the choreography is great and, you know, the fighting is great. Obviously, like Dominic Cooper's over the top, yep. as you know, expect, in this kind of role. And, again, Olga Kirkyo-Yenko. Yep, she's fine doing what she does. Very reminiscent of has being... Taskmaster, in um, Black Widow. Yeah, uh, but yeah, all in all, yeah, it's an enjoyable, enjoyable film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich, your thoughts on this one?
0: So yeah, the, um, the 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 one of the first things I wrote down was reverse the raid, basically, and mm. I think I haven't seen it, but I heard that uh, Robin, I think it was Robin Hood, the siege was described as like a medieval. Yeah, uh, raid, or mm. that, that was what it was trying to be.
1: It it was kind of um, the big difference is the or, fight. or die hard yeah.
0: or whatever it was trying to yeah. it was it was trying. To I enjoyed those. it.
1: I enjoyed that, mm. but except anytime anyone picked up a sword or tried to fire a bow, they they were absolutely cack handed. Whereas yeah. whereas in this one, you know, we've got a decent sort of a stunt team behind them. Oh,
0: absolutely! Yeah, we've got um, Clayton Barber. Uh, as one of the sort of the key people involved i think i think he's like i mean he's got loads of credits but um it, i think he directed blindsided uh, the game if i recall correctly uh yeah blindsided and blindsided the game mm-hmm. he directed with uh, eric jacobus which oh yeah, had yeah. very good um, action in and the so the action's very solid i think there's more doubling than, than perhaps you think there is because like that it seemed to me a lot of the time that they weren't showing her face. Um but there were certain obviously quite a few scenes yeah. where they were there was one bit where the one bit I was really impressed by was uh when she gets to the dungeon and it's like a one-shot mm. moment of of her you know very demand you know it's not long but can all things considered you know it's a very physically demanding series of routines and stuff to go through uh that that she managed to do uh i'm not familiar with joey king but i i watching the film i thought she was english so Mm -hmm. to realize to look her up and find out she's actually like californian or something she's she's american so i thought i think she did a really good um, job with her accent and stuff Mm -hmm. um the film has and now i alluded this to it earlier the film has a very artificial set-like look um, that you know it starts off with a cgi tower uh, and then all the very set like sort of locations there's not that i don't think there's any natural sort of organic location shots no. in the film and maybe that's by design mm. the um the film somebody was uh i saw somebody on twitter say it's kind of appropriate that it ended up on disney plus at least in the uk is because it kind of fits a disney formula but mm. like in a really sort of you know twist twist on it i mean it's that it's it kind of takes that disney princess kind of thing which they were doing a bit with mulan recently you know Mm -hmm. saying make a kind of a disney princess movie but they make them like a a tough hero you know a tough heroic character who who you're not going to mess with and they kind of do it that with this but this is a not for kids kind of movie really i mean but i think yeah girls especially Mm -hmm. you know this is a kind of action movie that you could you know somebody could watch with their Uh, You know, at the right age, yeah, be quite an inspiring sort of action movie for somebody. You know, with a daughter to what you know, someone, um, someone you know, like a friend, Sean. You know, he's got a daughter. You know, he's, he's, you know, wants to introduce her to action movies and stuff. He might show her this at some point, and that's quite a good thing because this is a twist on. Is that's why I say I agree with what they were saying because this is kind of a twist on a Disney movie. Yeah, it sort of feels like a Disney movie. The setup is a Rapunzel kind of princess in the tower. It literally starts with a princess locked in a tower
1: Exactly, yeah. and, and she yeah. has
0: to find her and it is that yeah. and it is the raid for the first half I would say or the first
3: yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, first half first hour and then the, the story sort of moves into different areas but it is her fighting her way down and, do, and doing it was all sort of death defying, sort of over the top, very ridiculous. I mean, it's completely absurd. I mean, she she survives oh, yeah. these unsurvivable falls like mm-hmm. two or three times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's silly, but it is quite good fun. I I didn't love it as much as I really was hoping to. Mm. I thought I thought it was fine uh, and good, mm. and you know, there is some good, some really good stuff in there. But it, it wasn't like I was uh, blown away by it. It was, um, I did like, in, I wasn't aware of who was in the cast. So when Olga Kurilenko turns up, you know, she's become quite the mainstay of, of all these sort of action movies and the TV films of one yep. kind of or another. She was a lot curry. better in this than yeah. she was in White Elephant. Yes. Uh, or Elephant. No, it was White Elephant, wasn't it? um because yeah, yeah. um, i was getting confused with elephant white which was the one with um jim uh, honsu and, yeah, stuff. Anyway, and kevin bacon but the uh, yeah so that one that she was in with kevin rooker who we've also seen again this week the um dominic cooper turning up as the bad guy was pretty cool i mean he's basically doing the typical british villain kind of oh, performance yeah. you know it's, it's yeah. a kind of a twist on, a little bit of a twist on alan rickman in robin hood to an mm-hmm. extent uh and uh um, I can't remember his name, Ed Stoppard, because yep. I, was, I was watching it and I was thinking, I know him from something, I know him from something, and I, and I think it was um, like the upstairs downstairs reboot or something, that I, that I remember seeing him here. So the, it's got a good cast, mm. uh, and and Joey King kind of fits that, you know, she's an underestimated heroine. You know, she she doesn't look like she's going to be able to handle herself, mm. and then she and then like literally the film doesn't wait at all uh essentially all the backstory stuff is done in flat they add in flashbacks yeah, to yeah. sort of flesh things out it's all about throwing it in right look all of a sudden she's gonna start kicking the guy doing these things and and uh you know stabbing people in the eye with it <laughs> with hmm. things uh basically so that it's it's quite no holds barred to that extent and uh yeah so i can i can certainly understand why you know the twitter you know twitter and everything's kind of gone crazy for it uh, it was originally. Uh, I don't think it was ever intended for theatrical release, um, but it, it. No, it's, was it's picked up Hulu. by Hulu in
1: the in the states. Yeah. Yeah. Hulu in yeah. the states,
0: and yeah. Disney over here, which is um, which seems par for the course now with some uh, quite a lot of films that were intended for Hulu. Yeah, because we don't have Hulu, Disney are buying them up. Although it's coming out under the Star, no, Star, Star, or Stars, yeah, star or stars? Yeah, banner stars. Yeah,
2: star, basically, Star is Hulu over here. Mm. Because we get, we're getting, have, credit, really. we're getting it's, it's all in one. Yeah, yep. it's all in one on Disney Plus, so that's why they, they launched Star instead. I see, I see.
1: So um, yeah, it's just as I mentioned, directed by Lee Van Kiet,
0: who we did... haven't mentioned Ver- uh, Veronica. I was, yet, I was about we? to. I was yeah. just about.
1: <laughs> yeah. Patience, patience. Yes. Sorry. Um, so yes, we have got Veronica can Go. Um, as co starring in this, you know, providing some extra female badass backup, um, who obviously, you know, she was a star of um, Fury, which is uh, the one we sort of saw before. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this was awesome. I, t- I didn't realize that um, he'd also directed the Requin, the um, Alicia Silverstone. No, no. Um, yeah, the one with the Alicia Silverstone, directed by Lee Van Kitt. As well, which is going to be interesting. Yeah. The to shark check out. movie. The shark movie, yes. Really? Okay. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's going to be an interesting one to cover.
0: Um, yeah, because so that fun. was, um, I can't remember what that came out. I think it was From Below or something that came out mm. earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we didn't get a screener for that we one. We didn't well, get that one, but yeah. It, but it is no, out there, so it'll it probably yeah. turn up.
1: On. I've heard things about it. And most of it. <laughs> I'm more yeah. curious
0: to see that now, mm. I'll be honest. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, that's a, that's a, certainly a left. Yeah. Because that's not an action movie, not at no. no, but
1: uh, interesting. Um, yeah, also done a film called The Ancestral. Um like a Vietnamese ghost story.
0: What I didn't realise was Veronica uh, and Veronica, uh, Veronica Go has done loads of Hollywood movies.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: from you know Star Wars, Star Wars, Netflix movies, mm-hmm. and uh, including uh, Crouch and Tiger, Hidden Dragon sort of destiny yep and uh and she was in back uh, back in the day in films like clash in vietnam mm. and rebel. that was an awesome yeah that was yeah. A, basically
1: a remake of um ronin but it's
0: still a very good film yeah. all right I've, I've got a feeling I, i'm sure i've seen it uh, but mm. i can't remember it very well i definitely saw the rebel oh the uh, rebel's awesome as well yeah that,
1: that never got released over here i think did it i think
0: you know, I don't think it did. I think I got it on mm-hmm. an import from, like, the yeah. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, it was
1: it on the, um, oh, I've forgotten the name of the Dragon Dynasty label in the States. Yeah, yeah, that was no, it. Never, never came over here, um, officially. But that, that was a cracking film as well. But, yeah, she, she, she's awesome. And, um, yeah, definitely sort of
0: boosts... Because she's, the, like, the, the, they do the flashbacks and she yeah. is the trainer. She is the, yeah. the master, yeah. basically, yeah. that in the yeah. sort of pine... Uh, you know what they do these like Pi May and you know the the bride kind of mm. flashbacks, um, yeah. it, And uh, to flesh out the character and, and establish, to move her on and sort of ex- explain, you know, why how she can do the things she can. Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, the the sort of uh, the you know the fact that her father looks down, you know, would never approve, I, and you know how yeah, she's
1: exactly. Po- I, I like that bit. I like you know. I, I like this. That's that sort of uh, they're doing it sort of thing. secretly. I'm because... gonna do a secret, and then when he mm, finds yeah. out, he's like really distressed by it. And then, of course, at the end, he actually gets to see her in action, and he's like, Oh shit, I was wrong, <laughs> you know, I was so wrong,
0: yeah, to, yeah. To,
1: try, to try and stop this.
0: So, there's a nice arc mm. there mm. Uh, again, you know, a film sort of trying to make a po- you know, an encouraging sort of point to you know, yeah, exactly, of, uh, yeah. move with the times, and you know, and uh, yeah. The, I think it's it's a it's a neat little little package. It's all it's about. It's you know it's like ninety minutes long. Yep. Doesn't outstay its welcome. Yep. Mm-hmm. Quite a simple story. I think a lot of people, are, say, a lot of people are really enjoying it. I think uh, the sort of the Disney audience as they grow older, I think it will be a nice sort of stepping mm-hmm. stone from you know fairly you know silly sort of <clears throat> silly sort of action thrills mm-hmm. to sort of more serious stuff. You know that yeah. this would be a, this will be a nice stepping stone film it's to, to get into up more from serious the parents, acumen.
3: Perhaps,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, or the Princess Diaries, or what the hell, all this crap that Disney chucks out.
0: Well, you know, you know, they make sort of like kids' spy movies and things, don't they? Sort of like action yeah. movies, but they're not really. You not know, really, they don't really have any yeah, serious nice action in them. What, yeah. They're sort of more light, and this has got yeah. this has got kind of the humour and stuff, yeah. and the sort of playfulness. But then it's also got, you know, say the action is is much more serious than 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 anything that you would, t- you know, reasonably expect. I would say yeah. from a, from a film like this. I mean, it's more lean. It's it's definitely leaning into pretty gory territory at oh, times. It's, it's,
1: a, it's quite a huge sort of kill count in this film, you know for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, scores on the doors, uh, Steve. Uh,
2: I'll give it a seven.
1: Mm-hmm. And Rich,
2: I'm going to give it a seven as well.
1: I'm giving it an eight. I really enjoyed it. Um, Two sevens and an eight for The Princess. You can find this either on Hulu in the States or on Disney Plus in the UK. Go check it out. Our short shot this week is Baby Fever. It's 1972 and the prom is just around the corner. When prom queen hopeful Donna Hartman allows her quarterback boyfriend between her thighs in the biology lab storage room, a specimen jar is broken and something escapes and soon Donna isn't feeling so good. Um, This is the latest film from the um, collective known as Monstrous Femme led by Hannah Mae Cumming as the director um, and co-writer of this one. Uh, We've covered um, there are other shorts before uh, Fanatico and Camp so uh, This is definitely a huge step up from those. It is a much uh, w- more well rounded film. It's, um, you know, just short of 30 minutes, I believe. Um, yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah. Tell, tells a very decent story um, and, and is very well told, in my opinion. Um, Steve, how did you get on with
2: Baby Fever? Um, I agree that it's well told, but it wasn't really my kind of thing. To be fair, um, <clears throat> kind of reminded me of like prom night too,
3: mm-hmm.
2: in a way. You know, just with, with a setting and stuff like that. And the bit with the frog was oh god, <laughs> disgusting! <laughs> I found it. I wasn't impressed with that at all. Oh, it was hanging. Um, but overall, yeah, it's well shot. It's well made. It just wasn't my kind of thing, to be fair. It wasn't something that I'd seek out and enjoy, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But credit where it's due, it is, it is done very well. It's just not for me. Not for you. I'll be honest. Yeah. All right.
1: Uh, Rich, your thoughts on Baby Fever?
0: Of the three we've seen, obviously previously, Haname uh, 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 coming did uh, fanasco. Uh, this I enjoyed more I think it, I think I agree with you that it's it is a step up uh, but uh, you know the, the previous work was was really polished you know yeah. as well within its budget yeah. um, the and also I do I do kind of enjoy that these are films you know that that wear their influences on their sleeve
3: mm-hmm.
0: it, you know they, they're very upfront about what they're what they're trying to do you know the uh, fanatico was like the sort of slasher in the woods and stuff, and doing twist on that. Mm-hmm. This one is, um, it's the baby kind of uh, the baby horror yeah. that sort of came out of the the seventies with you know things like Rosemary's Baby and mm-hmm. and and uh, It's Alive, stuff like that. But the mm. I, I quite enjoyed the. Um, for me, there were references in there to Class of Newcom High. Mm-hmm. And I think quite obviously carry, yep. uh, especially yeah. in, uh, towards the end. I but say these are the th- I enjoy that I enjoy sort of, sort of picking up on on references and seeing sort of these influences and how they unfold. It's it is a, 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 a it is properly a film. You know, it's beginning, middle, end. You know, we've got mm-hmm. some nice uh, uh, narrative unfolding and, and resolution. Uh, the the mixture of now he, here's what it's. It's interesting because it's kind of a, it is a sort of a comedy horror, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's, but there's points in it where it gets really dark, and I, I I'm, uh, and I'm sp- thinking specifically of the coat hanger scene where I was squirming like mm. crazy. I was really uncomfortable with mm-hmm. that. I mean, obviously, I don't really know much about that. You know, you, you get, you, know, you only sort of, well, as a man, you don't have any idea. But the, um, you know, you sort of hear about the, you know, coat, you know associating exactly back i don't know what it is and i don't want to think I don't, yeah. you just, your mind just go crazy and whatever and i was just like not comfortable at all doing that and and for a film that was uh mostly humorous i would say that was pretty surprising but i don't you know that's not to the detriment i think the film is trying to make a point and stuff and it, I, I mean at this point you Know with what's just happened in the United States, oh, um, it, it's quite yeah. you know that reproductive rights is a, is a big thing, and it's probably a, a, quite a timely film, especially with um, the, the say, with that all going on, yeah. The for, but for me, the real highlight of the film is as in most cases it should be was the conclu- was the climax of the film mm-hmm. where it all goes a bit correct and the sort of and the creatures' and, uh, effects and things, which which I had a lot of fun with. I I think that was very good. That I really enjoyed I really enjoyed that. I I I thought the performances and everything the production design and whatever of evoking that sort of 70s mm. period worked really well but for me it was all about those little those little monsters and stuff yeah. that, that, that which, I did yeah. was a takeaway for me.
1: De- definitely a nod to uh, Night of the Creeps with that as well. Um, yeah, which I haven't seen. Yeah. I should see really?
0: that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. of it. Isn't that uh, Fred Decker? Movie? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes,
1: but, it's the first one I think. But you you really should see it, yeah. But, um yeah i, I, I just love the whole thing that you know the, the the lighting in this film you know the, the color coding
3: yeah. Is, yeah. is
1: is really really clever um there's a tracking shot at the beginning when we, we meet donna you know after a little tryst in the biology lab and um you know it's a tracking shot on on a roller rink where we're sort of you know mm. following her and then you know the um uh, the characters are introduced you know the credits come up um, as they sort of, um, um, what's the of it, skate up to her and things like that, you know, and their best friends sort of going, oh, I heard you had sex with your boyfriend, and thinking, well, who the hell told you? You must have been the boyfriend, yeah. because, you know, it literally just happened, sort of thing, which is quite funny. The um, well, As
0: it, things unfold, you know, I guess, uh, oh, yeah, I'm sure yeah. think, so, I think so, you're so, probably the, onto something there.
1: Yeah. There's definitely a, you know, I mean there is definitely a feminist streak to this film. You know, um, it, there are so many interesting elements to do with um, body politics, things like that. There's a the bit where she tells her boyfriend that she's pregnant and he immediately takes credit and and control. And he's like, I know, yeah, I'm going to be a dad and everyone's congratulating him and mm-hmm. totally yeah. ignoring her sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Good on you, man. All this sort of shit. There's like, yeah, yeah, she's the one who's carrying the baby, you know. But anyway, um, yeah, and of course, you know, he, after her best friend is sort of telling her, "Oh, you got to keep it, you have got to keep it," you know, it, 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 it's a sin, all the rest of it. And of course, next thing she's shagging the, the boyfriend as well. Yeah. Um, the the bit there's also a, a good sort of visual gag when when they when you know she's in the toilet. And throwing up. When a friend sort of says, "What do you want to do?" And she just sort of shifts her body. And then there's the graffiti on the wall that sort of, you know, um, was, it, was it mission abort with it with with mm-hmm. a coat hanger sort of written on it. Um, that I thought that was very cleverly done. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's it's really well put together, uh, really really well written. Um, the bit you mentioned, Rich, with the the coat hanger. Um, mm-hmm. Kudos to the um, the people who, who did the sound for this, you know, they did the music, because the score for that particular scene is really well done. It's, it's literally just one note, you know, but it sort of builds and builds and builds. And so it has that sort of underlying base, which mm-hmm. uh, lets you know there's, there's something foreboding about to happen. And she's sort of pulling this um, wire coat hanger in, into shape, as it were. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just thought this this worked really well. I'm, I'm um, yeah, very very impressed by it. Uh, we don't score the shorts. Um, there is a bit of doubt over this film's availability because it is currently on the um, on the festival circuit. It's just been shown at the uh, Portland uh, Film Festival. So uh, we shall um, see. Hopefully, by the time this episode goes out. Uh, whether or not it's um if we are able to put a link if not please look out for it we'll um, certainly put a trailer up for for this um in the footnotes (laughs) our dtv throwback this week is marked man serving three years for killing the drunk responsible for the death of his wife Frank Gibson witnesses the murder of a fellow inmate and has to escape or be framed, especially as it was a couple of guards involved in the murder. On the run, Gibson makes some startling discoveries about what the heck is going on. Um, This stars Rowdy Roddy Piper and I think overall he does a very good job. I quite enjoy this one. Um, Steve, what do you make
2: of Marked Man? Yeah, uh, I enjoyed this. Uh, <clears throat> just bringing it back to Roddy Piper. Uh, what was the one we watched a while ago? Um, remember
0: Jungle Ground?
2: I
1: think we yeah, that's a, where he's sort of stuck on the wrong side of town, sort of thing.
0: No, where it's
2: thing? like a in the future. It's like a sci-fi. Movie. Oh sci-fi,
0: yeah,
1: what? that's that sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah, I think sci-fi. this is our
0: third Roddy Piper movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. You know, it just shows how good he was, you know. I mean, it's it's a typical prison break, revenge, trying to prove your innocence type thing. There's nothing particularly special about it, but it's just great. He really is good, in it? And I mean, I know him most from, from the wrestling, obviously, when I was a yeah. kid, you know. Some of the fights of him and Bret Hart were absolutely phenomenal, but he, he, he does play... He's decent, you know. He's not, you get some like, I don't know, like Hulk Hogan, who mm. just can't do anything other than be Hulk Hogan, you know, there's no nuances to his character or anything like that. But in this, he just he nails it again. And, you know, I like with the fight, Cariff, as well, you know, you've got quite a few little sly wrestling moves in there, you know, that he can pull off. And he seems to be quite nimble from. You know, from what I can remember, you know, he's got a decent fighting style going on, and you know, the, some of the baddies are a bit over the top, especially the um, the you know, the bloke with the ponytail. Miles oh, yeah. O'Keefe. Miles no, O'Keefe. Okay. Yeah, uh, you know, he's a bit over the top, and some of the some of the secondary characters aren't, aren't great, but yeah, it's just enjoyable mid nineties.
1: Action thriller, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Rich, I, I know this is one that you hadn't seen before. How did yeah, you get I th- on it? Well, I
0: th- I'm honestly not sure if I think I did see it, but it didn't make much of an impression. I'm pretty sure I, right. I I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I had seen it,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but the, uh, but I was interested to see it again because I didn't remember anything about it. Um, maybe I hadn't seen it, but um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I did. Uh, the, I st- it's not great. Uh, the, the, it's fine. You know, it's it is a standard meat and potatoes action movie uh, of the period. Yep. There's, uh, you know, you've got it's. You're coming out of the sort of. This is like 1996, so there's not mm-hmm. the budgets are starting to get a bit smaller on them. I would say to, to so for example, like some of the films that Roddy Piper have done earlier. Obviously, mm-hmm. they live being sort of the high more high one, but yeah. um, he'd this is where you know that the budgets are getting a bit more constrained and they're not actually putting as much effort into there's not that much effort with the scripts and stuff i would say the 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 the, the thing i'm let down with is although a lot, i think roddy Piper's good in it i think he's he's better than that i mean what is one of the things that was always great about roddy piper is he has that you know charisma and that humor that that mm. he, you know he was he's a, he was funny he could deliver lines and you know mm. work, work. whereas in this one he's mostly on his own he doesn't really get any sort of uh opportunities to sort of crack wise or anything which is one of his one of his, you know his strengths um the you know or, or you know sort of showboat you know sort of, you know with you know monologues or whatever the um he's he's just kind of a physical presence for the most part uh and that's fine uh, he does well uh, there's a nice bit where he sort of jumps onto a uh i think it's like a passing truck or something and he, he sort of rides that a little bit and pulls the guy out and that, that's quite a fun mm. little moment the fight scenes impressed me because i think i think to the, there's a couple of scenes in there that are, are a cut above what was yeah. happening at the time mm-hmm. there's one bit where a guy like does a spin like a like a Hong Kong oh, yeah. style spin, which yeah, yeah. was yeah. really out of left or a field. Punch, yeah, yeah. yeah he gets uh,
1: punches, he punches and spins, and then falls in a hole. Yeah, yeah.
0: Which is which was not common uh, yeah. at the time. And the there's and also he he as you get towards the climax, there's you know so there's a there's like a henchman fight at the end, mm. towards the end, which again mm. the 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 guy it's was got a solid martial artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got yeah. the moves. Yeah and stuff and that that was that was a very that was a well choreographed fight uh miles O'Keefe. there's not many stars in the movie apart so you got Roddy Piper, you got miles o'keefe and he's okay um he's like a, a corrupt cop kind of character and that but say the budgets are a bit smaller on these so you don't get as much sort of bombastic action this isn't a p.m movie basically no, this isn't like right, a high yeah. mm-hmm. you know there's no there's no sort of big action sequences and whatever which were. The same time, you know, so sort of, you're not a million miles away. But this, the director of this is a guy who's not really not, not known, an, an action exactly. guy. Definitely. He's uh, he did um, a Gary Daniels film called Hawk's Vengeance, I think the same year as this, mm-hmm. uh, or at least they came out the same year. But Mark F. Voizard whose name I, I, I confess mm-hmm. I was really not familiar with, say, but because I don't think he's got that much of a, 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 a you know, an, an action sort of pedigree. I think he's done a, you know, he's more of a journeyman kind of director. The, so I think it was, if you're, if you're looking for something that's, you know, especially coming off of something like The Pond, you know, it's just, a, it's like yeah. you just want to make sense. You know, that this was the kind of plot that was happening. This, you know, the, the whole uh, guy out to prove his innocence, you know, kind of story. I mean, Mission Impossible was this year. And you know, the fugitive yeah. was not too far before, and you know various other movies and that. So the man on the run kind of plot was very in vogue at that time. Uh, and you know, this is this is you know this isn't the fugitive, uh, but you know it's 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 certainly a, a reasonable way to pass the time. Uh, and you know, say although I would like uh, Roddy to have uh, to have had more, you know, opportunity to sort of. Should be have more personality uh, yeah. which he does, at the, he gets a scene at the start, a bit like what we were saying about earlier with Fortress Sniper's are you know, there's a mm. oh, we're going to be so happy kind yeah. of scene to, so, yeah. to, to set up and then it's like uh, you know, um, the happiness is, the rug is pulled out and, and stuff and uh, but uh, yeah, I think if you're looking for something a, a bit more lively then you probably want something like a resort to kill with Sunny Sheba and and stuff, but uh, this is apps this is fine, and it's got some nice, surprising moments in it.
1: Indeed, yeah. So, so as you said, this is meat and potatoes stuff. It, it's it's nothing special, but it, it does what it needs to do. Um, yeah, th- th- this could have really been, you know, a, a two parter on a TV show like the A Team or something like that. Really, yeah, it's, it's it's that sort of level of production, I think. But yeah, it, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's past the time. Yeah, um, enjoyed it. That's really and it's found its home
0: on Prime on, now,
1: on Amazon Prime at the moment. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so, so if you're a subscriber, then yeah, tap in Marked Man, you'll find it for sure. Um, definitely worth a look. You know, if you if you um, if you like a bit Roddy Piper, as we all do. Um, someday we're gonna have to cover Hell. Hell comes to Frog Town.
0: Yes, which um, that is one I don't think I've seen. Okay, I know no. of it. Yes. So I don't think I've ever actually seen it.
1: That's that's an interesting <laughs> film for sure. Um, yeah, actually, and on, it, <laughs> you, You'll know if you've seen it, mate. You'd know if you've yeah. seen it. On that note, we are going to end this particular episode. So thanks, guys, for joining me. Um, definitely some highs and lows this week. Um, clean and the princess definitely worth seeing. The others not so much. Um, but there you go. Um, Don't forget to check us out on um, Twitter and Facebook at the DTV Digest. Also check out the Short Shots, our sister show where um, we look exclusively at shorts, and the Twitter page where Rich puts a new short every evening about 8 o'clock. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time.